Hello. Hello. <laughs> All right. I guess this is our intro. Oh boy. Uh, you as, guys are in for a real weird ride. Yeah. As you can see, we are professionals at what we do. Definitely. Yes. Uh huh. This is definitely not being recorded from my room. <laughs> and we're definitely not about to start talking about how we're professional fangirls. Yeah. Is, is that a thing? Professional fangirls? Is that? I mean, is have, it a profession? I mean, you have like people who professionally make cosplays and they like can you can make be professional living. and you can be a yeah. fangirl i don't know i feel like you could okay can you google that hold <laughs> <Okay>. on <laughs> hello uh my name is sophia um i also go as joan Fini, uh in the, the the fangirl community um and you are i'm rivka uh, hello hello lovely to well not meet all of you but that's okay yeah whoever whatever other fangirls out there who are like, yes, I am not alone in the universe. That is exactly the point of this podcast. So, yes, hello, welcome. So, what are we going to be talking about? Well, I mean, to start off, we kind of have to start with the big guns, which is, why fan fiction? Why? Yes, and why why fangirls? Of all things you could be talking about here. Let me tell you something. In my podcasting class, I was the only one who picked a secular subject. Really? Yeah, everybody else is oh, like, okay, I'm doing my podcast on, like, the the fruits of the Holy Spirit or the concept of joy. And I'm like, uh, I am, it's a little bit more nerdy and um, it's directed <laughs> towards girls. It's, 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 I like, I, I did everything I could to avoid having to use the term fangirl. <laughs> the constant struggle. Yeah. The struggle is real. The number of times that I have had to explain when somebody asks, what are you reading? And I've had to say, oh, it's like it's a writer's a, guild. <laughs> yes, I'm reading some stories. I'm part of an independent writer's guild who do freelance work about pre-existing characters. I mean, nothing wrong. <laughs> nothing in that statement is wrong. It just is not what people are thinking of. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, like... Let's be, let's be real. Like fan fiction, it is actually a lot broader of a topic than people would think. I know, right? Everyone always is like people, you hear fan fiction and you think of like teenage girls you think writing the 13 YN. year old girls writing their YN. Their She's YN. talking about the beautiful orbs <laughs> of, of all of the character of all of the members of, of all One the, Direction. Of all yeah, the, the the hunky muscles of the guy. Let me tell you something. I've written like cringy fan fiction but never that kind i of know none of my to me it was cringy because of the grammar mistakes for me it was cringy because okay yeah you know full disclosure my first fan fiction officially was very much centered around a self-insert oc though i didn't realize it at the time Is but at like... least i didn't write that was it always and forever no 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 no. Okay. that please i had a little bit higher standards by that point <laughs> Oh gosh, I don't think I've ever really written like uh like, like anything like romantic. If oh. anything, we kind of make fun of the romance a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like with the stuff I write. Like see, I was here's like, the thing. here's I a wrote... romantic trope. We're gonna ruin it. <laughs> see, I did that too. I went here's the romantic trope, but also let's just completely make fun of the entire situation. How do you not know her name? Well, we grew up together as kids, and we always used use nicknames. Really? That's what you're going for? <laughs> so, 
like I said, fan fiction has a very, like, broad category. We're not just talking about, like, the stuff that we see online. We're talking of, like... All you know, sorts of fan fiction. All sorts of history. fan fiction, fan art, arguably... Well, with cos... I don't know about cosplay. I mean, people, mm. like, would dress up as, like, thing Like, no, I things think, of culture. Well, I mean, some of the very earliest plays that were, like, available to the public were liturgical plays. True, yeah. So I think you could probably count that. Yeah, and there's All Saints Day. Yeah, All Saints yeah. Day, totally. Yeah. yeah, full disclosure, just right here and now, we are not your typical fangirls. We are Catholic fangirls. Yes! <gasps> oh no, you're religious? How dare you! <laughs> and no, this isn't what you think. We're not about to make fun of either fandom or the Catholic Church any more than no normal people would it's fine yeah yeah and so there's always that thing of like i have two instagram accounts one of them i'd argue is more for catholic related purposes and the mm -hmm. other one is for everything else that's, yeah, um, that's fair and there's always a fear of like people who follow me on one account will follow will find me on another like let me tell you something i have i have a cousin who i love very much um but she's kind of the cousin that you see like every other Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. she follows me on my nerdy account where I post all of the fan art and, you know, like the little like, oh my gosh, my cosplay is coming together and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Every time I see that she's like liked a post or seen a story, a part of me dies inside because I'm like, ah, <laughs> she sees all of it. <laughs> Let me tell you, one of the strangest conversations that I have yet had with my boyfriend was when he asked, you always say this, what is it from? And I had to go, um, <laughs> so I know that you know that I write fan fiction. What would you say if I told you that it was from that? <laughs> oh, fun times. So, so, so what historical fan fiction is out there? I don't know. Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost. Paradise Follows Lost so is many a modern fan fiction. It is tropes. a freaking fan fiction. It is the origin of the bad boy fan of the, fiction. Of the bad boy fan fiction. It is also, so unfortunate that also, the bad boy had and to be this, Satan. And this is my possibly one of my favorite books that I'm reading this semester, um, The Divine Comedy. I need you to understand that the is divine drive fan fiction. I had to read that when I was in Oshkira. It was mm -hmm. a trip and a half, especially Inferno. Oh boy, yeah, it no, was, it was reading... so much of like, of like, you know, like uh, Dante and Virgil. They'll be like, a, like approaching this one part of hell, and like Virgil has to come and protect Dante. I think my like, personal the... <laughs> favorite part so far has been when they met up with all of the other great poets. So there oh are like five poets: it's Virgil and Homer and Aeschylus and two others whose name I can't remember right off the top of my head. Um, and Dante has written this, this is in writing, where he says, and thus they came to me, and they said, be a part of our number, and then we were six. So literally, we were six. he inserted himself into a book club of all of his favorite historical authors, and I'm just like, if this is not peak cringe self-insert fanfiction. I don't know what is. <laughs> and keep in mind, this is a, this is like a historical classic. Right, like, this Virgil was is considered in, one of the greatest Right, this writers. was written in the late 1200s. Yeah, yeah. This so. is not a new concept. Also, while we're on the subject of historical stuff, I would just like to point out that the vast majority of those, like, great works of art from the Renaissance that we look at and we go, wow, what beauty! 
They're all Catholic fan arts. Like, have you seen The Last Supper by Da Vinci? The, the, the last... Da Vinci was a fan artist. Da Vinci was a fan artist. <laughs> da Vinci is just... This is not a fan art. thing. This is not a new thing. This is not a new thing. The only difference is that now people more have more access to it, and some of them aren't the most experienced writers. So that's that's where yeah, that's part of the stereotype mm, com- comes no, from. Yeah, I mean, let's that, be real. The fact like, that it's mostly become a female-dominated a female-dominated community, yeah. which does then lead into to, like certain tropes that there, are there are more certain attract- tropes. Well, and also keep in mind because it is a female centric community there's going to be a lot more outside view of it as being silly or stupid because it is primarily female it is primarily female yep mm. yeah we're going to be talking about a That's lot of be the frust- another episode. a lot of the frustrations and the sexism that we have to put oh, up with boy, that we, we didn't even some... realize was sexism until later we just we thought we were being embarrassing and cringe and how dare we but now but now we, like, we have some material there was like this one website that was like talking about fangirl shame and they were saying of how like I don't, like, listen, to put it into context, you see a bunch of guys at a football game, and they're going hysteric. They're screaming and yelling and throwing stuff around. But they're just seeing of like, yeah, that's just what they do. Right, this but, is like, just you see a, boys. you see a fangirl, like, at, like a, a, like, a convention or a concert, she's seen as cringe. And and just for context, like, when, we're, when we'll be talking about, like, fangirls, fanfiction, cosplay... We are talking more about, like, the, like, fictional characters kind of concept thing. Yeah. Because I saw a lot with, like, various news articles that I would read and, like, mm-hmm. TED Talks. They mostly talk about, like, the One Direction fangirls. And I don't think either um, of us are One Direction no, fangirls. I think... There's nothing real, wrong with real One Direction. Person, we just didn't grow up with it. Yeah, definitely. Real person fanfiction is a very nuanced topic, and I think it's one that is worth discussing, but not right now. I've written real person fanfiction, but well, okay, but I it's, have two. But yeah, like, but it's, it's like specifically about the characters that they portray, the and characters that, that portray in role play. So. In role play, so right. it, it kind of counts, but not really. I don't think that one does though, because it's very specifically their characters. It's very specifically their characters, but some it's, of their characters are self inserts. Well, yeah, okay, that's that's fair. Yeah, so you always gotta be careful. Of, like I'm talking about character Tommy in it, not the content creator. There's a difference. There is a fairly massive difference. <laughs> there soon becomes a very massive difference. One of them needs therapy. <laughs> and I won't clarify which one it is. <laughs> you know, it could be either. <laughs> Anyways. The, the thing about real person f- fix is that there are so many levels and degrees and the immediate gut reaction of everyone upon hearing it is the cringy One Direction fanfiction of, like, Harry Styles. And by the way, anytime I hear the name Harry Styles in any context, I am immediately hit with just a wave of embarrassment. Did you listen to Harry Styles? No, I never did. But every once in a while, the name will come up, like, in conversation with various people, and I will just have a nom style flashback to tumblr (laughs) i'm gonna be honest with you Uh, thank you tumblr (laughs) yeah i remember like back in middle school like when justin bieber was all the rage like the girls were fangirling over justin bieber and i remember i saw that as cringe i was like i'm not like the other girls i'm into star wars i was now like i was into harry potter in middle school and yeah when i had a cousin who was really into justin bieber and really into one direction and I never said it to her face, but every time she talked about it, I just went, ugh. And now looking back, I'm like, why did I do that? Like, like that wasn't cool. There's, there's a difference between, like, having an interest that is a little strange, um, 
and then actually being cringe because like we will be frank there is some cringiness that like should be addressed and but there's a difference between like cringiness and like I don't know shame because like part yeah. of the cringiness is like you kind of learning where like where you stand yeah. in the I mean, it's community no, it's no different than trying to, out to... different like fashion styles when you're a teenager yeah like, like some of them don't work. some of them yeah some there's of them no, aren't going there's to work no, there's no shame in that you were learning exactly yeah like the middle school girls they were learning of like they'll never have justin bieber <laughs> <laughs> and they probably shouldn't or anyone like him no no if you were a girl listening to this right now who has a crush on anyone who has any association with the Justin Bieber stereotype, let me tell you, honey, you can do better. You can do better. You deserve better. You deserve better. Yeah. Get a cat. Honestly, though. Yeah. She, we both have cats. Mm-hmm. We both have cats. And and somehow one of us got a boyfriend. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask me how. <laughs> Despite and that, the cat. And that boyfriend, that boyfriend, the first time I met him, it was peak, I was at peak fangirl mode. Oh, um, Because, uh... I don't know how much context I should give because there's there's a lot going on. There's a lot on of right context. Now. There's a lot of context going on. Let's I, just say that she I'll, was. No, I'll in... go ahead. And, I'll oh, go ahead right, and say. Right, right. Dream was doing the face reveal like the ah, weekend yes. your boyfriend was visiting. <sighs> like the night, the day he showed up was the night the face reveal happened. So and like I've been bracing myself this for this for like two weeks. So I was like jumping off the walls and stuff like. See, that. normally I would have been much more supportive of you as you were like being so excited. I was a little distracted <laughs> because your boyfriend <laughs> showed up. Which, it's very unfortunate because, like, around around that time as well, there's, like, some mm-hmm. projects that I had yeah, planned yeah, for yeah. my business. And then, like, after, like, things settled down, like, a couple days later, I was like, oh, crap, I was supposed to do that. I missed those feast days, darn it! <laughs> I missed St. Therese of Lisieux's feast day, and I was so mad. I was oh, like, dream, man. I blame you for this. <laughs> this is your fault. Just always blame it on dream. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize you had something in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, now that we've gone completely off on a totally different tangent, it's all right. Like this is a this is a podcast of fangirls talking about fangirl stuff. We're gonna get a little yeah. Back. There's there's not going to be any like major themes throughout yeah. the entire thing. It's just gonna be sort of whatever rabbit holes we decide to go down through. Yeah, yeah. Like we'll have a we'll have a theme for each like podcast episode, but it will. We it won't will stick to it. Like I have like a bunch of outlines of like okay today we're gonna be talking about fan art today we're gonna be talking about cosplay today mm-hmm. we're gonna be talking about teen angst and why it shouldn't be made fun of. Um, I have, okay, as both a fan who honestly, like, really enjoys the hurt comfort side of angst, and also a psychology student, I have some stuff to say yeah, about the like, teen we'll, angst, we'll like... Be, we'll be diving into a little bit of the, the mentality <sighs> yes. of, like, being a fangirl, as well as kind of, like, some of our favorite characters, and mm-hmm. how, like, the mentality of that character... Sort of bleeds of, into... Bleeds into the audience mm-hmm. and affects the audience. Yeah. Now, just to clarify, like, you're studying to be a psychologist, yes. but you're not one I am yet. not a psychologist yet. Everything that I am saying is... Don't take to heart. <laughs> no, please take it with many grains of salt and your own research. Your own research. Um, and I'm studi- I'm a communications major, mm-hmm. so I'm very much in not, not that department. However, my dad, he is a licensed therapist, so mm-hmm. I've kind of learned a thing or two from him. And, uh, like, there, there is a big part of me that just, like, wants to run, like... I just want to, I want to give him, like, different characters and be like, what do you diagnose this guy as? Because my dad has done that before. Like, whenever mm-hmm. my brother would be playing, like, like Super Mario Smash Bros or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. like, he'd, he'd look at the cows and he's like, 
You see, Bar Bowser over here, he definitely has narcissistic personality disorder. <laughs> and Honestly, I'm like, no, that makes kidding. sense. That makes and, so and much then, like, sense. And like Princess Peach, like he gave like a very specific analysis. I don't even I, remember what it was. Honestly, I'd be intrigued to hear what he thinks. Yeah, and but it was some. And I asked him of like, so what's with that diagnosis? And he he pointed out of how like of like certain behavioral traits mm -hmm. that she like the character has and I was like yeah. oh I never looked at it that way I mean if nothing else she's semi-codependent on Mario she is she? a little semi-codependent like, on she Mario she doesn't ever do anything to try and save herself she always just like waits for Mario to show up yep. after he's had to go through like six different castles <laughs> You think they get like a security system in her actual castle? I know. A while. Well, okay. To be fair, I have not played a lot of Mario games, but in the ones that I have played, generally her castle just ends up straight up destroyed. So, I feel like a security system to tell you incoming, like you know, barrage of death is not going to be as effective as you might think. Yeah. But anyway. That's a, another side tangent. Another side tangent, though. We didn't even have, like, in any of our outlines. Nope. Like, the, ba the psychology of Bowser. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that someday. Maybe I'll get my brother in on the show. Ooh, like, hey, tell us about Bowser. You play Mario a lot. That would, that would actually be very interesting. Yeah. I would love to make a series of just, like, us going through... Different characters. Different characters. Because, like, we, like... like Not because... until I'm licensed, because otherwise I have no basis on yeah, so like, which to do that. There, Since we've, like, written, like, fan fiction of, like, very specific characters, mm -hmm. like, you You've done Miraculous Ladybug, and mm -hmm. I've done the Dream SMP. Yes, I am that kind of nerd. Excuse you? What am I? <laughs> oh, you've also done Dream SMP. I got her into it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's her yeah, fault. So, like, there's very specific characters of where, like, he or she would be very relevant in the story. Oh, and yeah. that meant that we kind of had to, like, dig into their psychology. Oh. But we had way too much fun with Dream's character. Because <laughs> we made him a very, very complicated character. This is what happens <laughs> when fangirls become roommates. Yeah. You wake up in the morning and you don't start with, Good morning, how did you sleep? Have a good class. You start with, Okay, so I was thinking. <laughs> yes, very much so. I'd walk into the room and be like, Okay, hear me out. I think I figured out this plot hole that we've been struggling with. So you see Dream over here. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so, yep. Uh, anyway, what's some popular websites that are often found within fanfiction? Oh, boy. See, now we're getting into the fun part, because for because the most we, part... we also need to be able to talk about, like, what, like, the, like, things that people within the fandom culture will understand. Will understand, yeah. Yeah. So there are three, like, main places that you will find fanfiction. They're, like, specifically for f fanfiction or f fiction in general. Mm -hmm. So the first one is the oldest, and that's fanfiction.net. It's an older site, mainly used for older fandoms. A lot of the... Like, there are still some fics that get updated there. I honestly, I started out there, and I didn't start reading fanfiction until I was in college, because I didn't know that AO3 existed yet. But that one has fallen out of favor a little bit. The filtering system isn't The great, filtering system is not the best. Especially when you have something like AO3 to compare it to. Yeah, like, you can very easily, if you don't want, like, a certain thing on the uh, fanfiction, you can just, like, sometimes you need to type in multiple fat tags, because, like, mm -hmm. I'll, like, go on to fanfic, like, not, uh, AO3 and be like, yeah, I'm gonna exclude the smut tag, but sometimes things that contain smut don't right. have the smut tag for whatever reason so and to occasionally be clear, i've still run mm -hmm. into them and i'm like for the love of pete what happened to the found family <laughs> this is what happens when you look up this duo sorry <laughs> for reference for anybody who doesn't know ao3 stands for archive of our own so that's the a in the name and then the three o's of our own yes so it's affectionately known as ao3 it's the most common website to find fan fiction there are 
you look this up. How many fics are there on AO3 right now? Because it's like... I don't know. It's I an don't insane know how many. number. Yeah, but at one point, I heard this like in a TED Talk uh, on fanfiction.net. I think there was like 60 million words on fanfiction.net. 60 million words, not words. not works. Yeah, I think it was... It, it could have been works. I don't remember. I'll have to rewatch this. This. Uh, All right. Take this with a grain of salt. It was a lot. It was a lot. There's um, there's so much. And see, here's and that's what we're nothing compared about. to Ao3 because right. Ao3 is more popular. Ao3 is way more popular. The tagging system is much better. Um, so you can be safe on Ao3 if you know what you're doing. Yeah. And, and we for the most in, part know what we're doing. Whereas on fanfiction.net, it's much more difficult to weed out the stuff that maybe you don't want to see. And yeah, you yeah. know, as as Catholic fangirls, there are some things where we're like. Well, that's a writing choice, and not yeah. one that I want to consume. Yeah, yeah. Again, I want my found family. I want my disc. The hurt comfort. Give me the hurt comfort. Give me the fluff. Yes. Um, give me the feels. But uh, I want. I want to. I want to talk a little bit about um, fanfiction.net because I mm-hmm. actually have a very long history with it. I see first... your your history with fanfiction is way longer than mine. Yeah, you yeah. Were reading it I like found 13. it at twelve. Sorry, twelve. Yeah, and I, I was did... that girl. I was that fan girl. I was like. Like, I was the 12-year-old who didn't know what she was doing. See, if I had been allowed to go on fanfiction sites when I was that age, I most definitely would have been one of those Harry Potter fangirls who was just shipping all of the canon couples and going, Ron and Hermione! (laughs) (laughs) You know what I just realized? You know what? I'll tell you later. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) Or if you just want to cut it out, it's fine. No, you, you you can tell me later. You can tell me later. I don't want to cut out too mm-hmm. much because I feel like yeah, I'm going to have good. to, like, re-listen to all yeah, you're of this. Good. So, um, <clears throat> so anyway, long story short, I first found fan fiction when I was 12. And it was, like, mm-hmm. during, like, a, a play a play rehearsal. Mm-hmm. We were rehearsing our lines in the computer lab. Mm-hmm. And I was a pretty minor character, so I didn't have to be in all of the scenes. Right. So when I wasn't, like, practicing my lines with the others, mm-hmm. um, I would be on the computer. And I was trying to figure out how to draw a stormtrooper because I was bored. Mm-hmm. That's also how I found Wikipedia. Oh, yeah, Wikipedia. I was like, yeah, and then I learned of, like, oh, there's so much Star Wars lore outside of the movies. And that, Dude, there there's, I found oh, out. That's that how a, I found that's it. That's a rabbit hole. <laughs> that's a rabbit hole if I ever saw one. I've never been the same since. Um, Dear Star Wars fans, and I say this with all of the love in my heart because I am one, we are insane! <laughs> we are very much insane, and we just got more crazy since then, because keep in mind, this is 2012. Oh, um, it all, yeah, this was before the, the sequels came oh, out. Oh, no. So, um... This, this was before the I great found, Disney apocalypse. Yeah, I found... Um, somehow I stumbled across like uh, fan fictions involving Luke Skywalker and Darth mm-hmm. Vader, and I looking back, I noticed that's kind of a trend I usually go to is mm-hmm. that I'm very much of like, um, oh yeah, that is very yeah, much like, the like character trope that you tend to go to, like either it's father or son or like found older family, found family, older brother, younger brother. That's mm-hmm. kind of the the vibe I go for because when I was into bending the ink machine. It was with with Bendy and Henry, mm-hmm. and like Henry was the animator, was the was the cartoonist, and Bendy was the creation that had been mm-hmm. brought to life right. by Henry's old boss. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a trip. Um, I have never. It, Bendy's a video game, right? It's a ben, It's a video game. Okay, yeah. I've never played it. I've never seen anything play it. Anybody play it? I only know it through you. Yeah. But that sounds like a freaking acid trip. My gosh. Yeah, yeah. It's cer- it certainly is something. The it makes a lot of really cool like fan fiction and fan com. Uh, there's like this. One oh, I fan believe you. I absolutely believe that. You. you know, I should go like hunting for it because it was actually really, really good and it was like mm-hmm. made by like a professional artist and stuff and it was awesome. Um, 
where was I going with this? Oh, yes. So, I discovered that there was fan fiction of Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader, and I thought that was the coolest thing. Well, I mean, so, when you're in middle school, Star Wars is the coolest it thing. It is the coolest Star thing. Star Wars and Harry Potter. Yeah, because I, lo- I love complicated relationships mm-hmm. between family. Not, mm-hmm. like, not like super bad or toxic. Like, there was definitely problems, but, like, um, it wasn't that... Kind of major problems. Yeah, it wasn't that they both wanted those problems. Well, yeah. Yeah. So that I was a big In thing. a lot of fan fiction. And, again, like, it's mm-hmm. the same with, like, Henry and right, Henry yeah. Bendy. Mm-hmm. Of, like, and now with Dream and Tommy. Dream and Tommy. Yes, I'm... I Sorry, sorry, Crime Boys, SBI. Like, I love you all. I love you all very it's much. It's fine. I'll I give love, you all I love the you love. Guys. I love them, too. I love our Crime Boys. I love our SBI. But for some reason, it was always... Dis- it's always Disco Duo that I flock towards, because I'm like... I, there's a multiple reasons that we can, like, discuss mm-hmm. in different episodes. Some more serious than others. But, like, this duo is free therapy for me. <laughs> and which is Honey, great. do you need to talk? <laughs> <laughs> See, she'll take the disc duo, I'll take the SBI, and then we'll send each other fix. This is how you know that you have a very good fan-girl friendship. We... We share this. We share fix with. We each share other, fix yeah. with each other. This is yeah. this is peak. Yeah. So we were but talking apparently about. Apparently, you have more you have like more content than I do because most this duo fix out there they're kind of angsty, and anyone in the Dream SMP community you understand why. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I I like going for the wholesome disc duo stuff. You which want wholesome are... disc duo? Yeah. How? Yes. And they exist. do exist. They do exist. Okay. They very much okay. do exist. Okay. I have found them. I have found them, and they're pretty good. Um, I, I will admit, I, ge- I generally tend to go for the low-hanging fruit when it comes to fan fiction and stuff. Hi, I am a Miraculous Ladybug fan, or at least I am a fan of the Miraculous Ladybug fan fictions, though the show has... Yeah. yeah it's kind of gone off the rails a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I don't watch the show that much, but I have seen... I, like, oh, my little girl. sisters watch oh, it. Oh, girl. So I've seen some of the episodes, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what's going on See, with, like, Zoe and... Chloe. That is a whole rant that I will get into some other time. Yeah. And honestly, you could have an entire episode where you just start me on that and I will keep talking is, for is half it, an hour. Is it like, is it like you with, uh, her name's Chloe. It's Chloe. Chloe. Alright, it's, sorry, so the names are still similar. I got mm-hmm. mixed up for a second. Yeah, Chloe was the original character. She's been around since season one. Zoe is the one that they introduced with absolutely no context and gave all of Chloe's good qualities too. Yeah. So in case like, you can't your know relationship, this. your re- relationship with Chloe is kind of almost like my relationship with Character Dream, just for context. Mm-hmm. Character Dream, not content creator Dream, um, because of like, okay, so this the, we got this character. They're kind of the antagonist mm-hmm. of the story. Let's take that and make them a more complicated. But like, they're complicated well, because they have some good qualities at the wrestling. I mean, in a way, if you wanted a more clear, like, you're kind of trying to compare apples to oranges here with Chloe versus character dream. Yeah, uh, that's very fair. Uh, um, Chloe is not a serial killer. And there is, in fact, a an emotional terrorist in Paris in this universe. Yeah, so he I is very like much he an emotional terrorist. Much, I feel like he would be more on Dream's level, I'm gonna be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, Chloe's just, would be more Chloe's a 14-year-old girl who needs therapy, but that's a whole other rant that I'll get into some other time, because yeah. this episode is already long enough. Yes. Yeah, so. Anyways, so we, we started talking about we started this whole rant because we were talking about the fanfiction websites. Fanfiction.net. I'm not finished with my story, so... We'll finish your story, and then... Oh, boy, we're I getting into the good I stuff. eventually made an account, which I would not be sharing what it's called. That's fair. <laughs> um, when I was 16... Now, for those of you who want to know, her account name is... No! 
<laughs> no, nothing bad. It's nothing bad. Like when I when I eventually go into the qualifications of Catholic sainthood, I don't think it's gonna like affect my resume. But the people who are gonna be looking into my case are definitely gonna be like, she had her cringy years. <laughs> You'll become the patron saint of the fangirl. <laughs> the patron saint of fangirls. I'm going to be the patron saint of fangirls, cats, laughter, and falling down the stairs. <laughs> as long as you don't die by falling down the stairs, because that would be a really embarrassing prayer card image. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, please. <laughs> I'm going to be holding stairs. <laughs> You're just holding the banister that wasn't there when you went to reach for it. Like most people, like they get to hold like the weapon that murders. They get them. to hold. No, I get to. I hold stairs. <laughs> and you know, five hundred years from now, people are going to be looking at this prayer card, going, "Wow, she must have been so holy." You know, she must she's have been pushed down like, the stairs, like in during an or, act of martyrdom or something. Or <laughs> she's always pictured. You know, she rep. She holds the stairs that represent the stairway to heaven. Oh, no, no, that's the stairway I died on. I I died because I was. <laughs> You died because you were staring so, at your phone. I was watching. laughing so hard. I tripped over a cat and I fell down the stairs. You were and laughing, I was laughing because of something related to fangirls. So that's how that's how I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. That's how you go out. <laughs> that's how I go out. That's how I get canonized. I'm put, I'm calling it now. I'm calling it now. Hundred years from now, they're gonna hear this audio and be like, oh, she predicted the virtue. She was a prophet. She was a prophet. She had vision. <gasps> okay, not gonna lie. Not gonna lie though. The last fan fiction I ever like updated on on fanfiction.net there was a line that i looked back like mm-hmm. a year later during 2020 mm-hmm. and i was like oh my gosh because i had written the villain went off to earth to go start a plague or something oh no and this was december 2019 <laughs> so maybe i am a prophet but i'm a prophet through fanfiction <laughs> You're like Ron Weasley, who <laughs> made up every prediction in his divination class and somehow was always right. And yeah. any Potterheads who are listening, you already know this. And you know I'm right! Oh, no. This is an actual, like, it's not a canonical plot point that they call out. But if you look at it, every time he makes, like, a stupid prediction, and he makes all of them up because he thinks this whole class is just stupid and doesn't mean anything, but he's just taking it for the extra credit. And every time he, like, makes up some ridiculous prediction, sometime later in the book, it actually comes true. In some way, shape, or form. Anyway, so, fanfiction.net, that was actually where I got my start, too. Mm -hmm. I did not start reading fanfiction until I was in college. And if I recall correctly, the first fandom that I looked it up for, I think it was the anime fruits basket because the new uh the new reboot had been it wasn't out yet but it was coming out and so i was re-watching the old anime and rereading the manga in preparation and for some reason i went and i looked up like fan fiction for fruits basket and it took me to fanfiction.net, and it was it was fine. That was also where I started reading, like, some Lunar Chronicle stuff, because that was the next big thing that I got into. Um, if anyone has ever read... You know what? Never mind. The thing... I think, like, I kind of fell out of, like, reading fanfiction on mm-hmm. there, but it's, I think it started with the sequels of Star Wars. That's because fair. Before, That's before the fair. sequels came out, 
it was primarily about either like the prequel cast, the Clone Wars mm-hmm. cast, or the original trilogy cast, which yeah. is what I kind of flocked towards because mm-hmm. that's where it had all the Luke Vader stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then afterwards, everybody and their mother was shipping Raylo. And at first, I, I remember like 15 year old me was mm-hmm. so confused. I was like, wait, you got, okay, let me, okay, you guys saw the problematic emo guy in the black armor who just murdered his own father. And in front got, of you. In front of you. And her. And her. And then you take this this young lady who, she's kind of going on like a quest of her own to like find her family or something like that. And it's pretty clear that she looks up to Han Solo and she kind of sees him as mm-hmm. a father figure or something. Like he even offered her a job. Yeah. And then this guy just killed her. Not killed her. Killed him in front of her. And she, in response, stole his grandfather's lightsaber and slashed his face open with it. Yes! That is how I met your mother! (laughs) This is a very healthy start to a relationship. It is a very healthy start to a relationship, yep. See, I didn't know that because when... Sorry, Raylo fans, but nope, I don't ship it. The thing is, I was not really into, like, the fandom culture at the time in high school. Like, I was a fangirl, don't get me wrong, like... I had friends who were fans, but I was not into, like, fan fiction, fan art, that sort of thing. I didn't get into that until college. And so I didn't really know about the fad of shipping Rey and Kylo Ren until my, at the time, 15-year-old brother brought it up. Oh, Because he loved Kylo Ren, and he kept making fun of the fact that people were shipping the two of, or he, they, they kept shipping Kylo and Ray together, and he kept making fun of this fact without realizing that he was basically echoing everything that the shippers were saying. And that wasn't even the worst ship that I saw from that, from the uh... sequels. Yeah, I could go on about, like, other ships that I've seen where I'm like, yeah, no, but well, see, I, feel like I, I feel like I'd upset even more fangirls out there, because I'm pretty sure a lot of them ship Raylo. Here, here's the You're not thing a bad about... person if you ship Raylo. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely not. We're not here to condemn we're not here to condemn anyone we're but not we, here we are, are being brutally honest with our opinions and the thing about fan fiction and like fan of culture in general is you are going to have like because it is such a broad category you're gonna have some stuff that some people morally have issues with including us yeah so like i mean like you said we, we are bound by religion yeah basically you made the comment of every time you go on AO3, you automatically, you know, exclude the smut tag. Yeah. From... Usually, like, disc studio effects, they don't, yeah, you don't like... really have to worry about smut. Well, I, I Honestly, up... whenever I type in, like, I'll, I'll, like, include the characters Tommy and then the character Dream, and then, mm-hmm. like, additional tags, so I'll have Tommy and Dream, which is, like, Tommy and, if you have the and, just for context, in if AO3, you... if you have the and between two characters' names, that it is, like, It's platonic. It's a platonic. It's friends. it's friends. Whereas if you have the slash, this is an old reference to what's known as slash fiction, which was sort of the precursor to modern fan fiction. And it was basically, it stood for M slash M, so when people were trying to write um, gay fan fiction, oh. they would refer to it as slash fiction. Hmm. And that's why on AO3, when you have the backslash between two names, it means that the characters are shipped. Do you know what the strange thing is, though? Is mm. that whenever I'm, I'm typing in, like, Tommy and Dream's names... And again, for context, character Tommy and Dream from the roleplay of Dream SMP. Not the real people. Mm-hmm. However, there have been a couple of, like, this duo mm-hmm. IRL 
fix that I have seen that were actually very very cute. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think I saw one of where like uh like Tom like I think it was like Tommy thought Wilbur thought that he was so annoying that he was just kind of putting up with him. So, so Dream was just all like, I, Tommy, I got this big plan. We're going to make Wilbur jealous. Oh, look of how close, like, to, uh, like you know, the two of us are. Mm-hmm. And Tommy's like, yeah, I'm so glad yeah, that I yeah, have yeah. Dream as an older brother figure. Mm-hmm. And eventually, like, Wilbur's like, what the heck? So it was kind so of like a those, cute of, like, make Wilbur jealous. Crime Boys and Disc Duo. Mm-hmm. the best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. Yeah, so the thing about fan fiction is that there's such a broad swath of content Mm -hmm. that you are going to have stuff that is like not cringy in the sense of like i mean we're all fans we're all kind of cringy societally speaking yeah but like this is a safe space this is a safe space we'll all be cringy together but there are some things that like cross between cringy and like yeah uncomfortably uncomfortably cringy yeah and that then leads us into our third uh our third website. Our third website for fanfiction. The cursed, the cursed the, the the child. Uh, Wattpad. Oh. <laughs> Wattpad. We're talking about Wattpad. Yeah. Sorry, all of you who prefer to read your fanfiction on Wattpad. I cannot agree with you on that. I have, have been be- on please Wattpad. Please have better standards. I've been on Wattpad once on accident. And I looked at it and I was like, first of all, the only it, I te- it doesn't work. Okay, here's the thing. I technically have a Wattpad account. And I can, really? I can explain. Um, so, I can you know, explain. Like, I swear. <laughs> so you know, like on Pinterest, like mm-hmm. the, the they'll have like links to the yeah, art. Yeah, yeah. So there was like some like really really good pieces of fan art that mm-hmm. I saw. Like oh, oh, it's linked to a fan fiction. Oh, okay, oh it's on Wattpad. But I'm really curious. Like mm-hmm. I like, yeah, I, yeah. So I made an account to try to see what this fan fiction was. If I didn't run it, like I think there was one where I'm like, okay, that is really cringy. And the, but most of them it was just they were all cringy in the sense of just grammar mistakes. Yeah. Well, and I'm, like, I mean, this Wattpad, is not well written. Wattpad is primarily used by younger writers though right yeah like it makes sense simply because if you're posting on Wattpad you're going to be a little younger you're not going to have as much experience with writing this is sort of a way to get your toes wet and then once you have a little more experience you sort of naturally gravitate towards AO3 just because of the way that your tastes develop or at least that's what I've noticed yeah so anyway, what else did we I, have? We I apologize to anybody who like prefers to read fanfiction on Wattpad. We are not saying anything about you. We are not condemning you. We are just being brutally honest. If you completely disagree with us, that's I, fine. I would recommend giving AO3 another shot. AO3 is probably your best bet because it, really, it has it the also best just has tagging the system. Most. Yeah, it has the most. It has the most. And like the, and many of the the people on AO3, they're actually like pretty good writers. Like mm-hmm. there's like this one person that we both like. Oh, yes. Um should we like give a shout out to this person? Silverwing 15. Silverwing 15. You are amazing. You are amazing. And if you're watching this listen well, watching listening to this podcast, we love your work. Which one's your favorite from her? Oh, oh, you know what? I love the uh, One Man's Trash series. That one makes me cry so hard. It's a superhero AU, or more specifically, a supervillain AU. And instead of Tommy, I mean, obviously, you know, Street Kid Tommy, because that's the sort of cliche, but instead of him having, like, fire powers or, you know, he's a speedster, which I've also seen both of those, and those are also very valid power choices for Tommy, um... This author, Silver, made him a healer. And healers are, like, known for basically being kidnapped and sold on the black market, effectively, for their powers. 
So Tommy's living on the streets because it's better than where he was before. Oops. And then, of course, you know, the usual, he runs into Wilbur as Wilbur has, you know, just as a supervillain, finished a fight with the dream team and kind of got his butt handed to him on a silver platter. Are, and you, sure, are you sure this is this is from Silverwing? Because this is reminding me of another fic that I think I told you about. It's called Tommy and its Clinic for Supervillains. There's, there is fan art. Well, and cosplays. Of the, well, yes. That's how you know you got it made, when you have fan art and cosplays. I am quite positive that this is a silver fic, because, first of all, I had it downloaded to my phone for a solid six months. And secondly, because it was the first of silver stuff that I had read. And I didn't realize that I found that series, and then I found silver independently of that. And when I realized that that was her fic, I got so excited, and I was like, this makes so much sense now! I don't know which one of hers is my favorite because like oh I also do love I also do love the bird in the hand that one's also really good and that one makes me feel lots of feelings that's the one I go to when I need to cry yeah um like I could definitely name some but like the like part some of the stuff that she's written it's while it's not bad it does like have some darker elements which Mm -hmm. can be like a form of catharsis when done right and sometimes I use it as a form of catharsis so I'm not entirely sure how comfortable I am just like talking about willy-nilly that's very um i will talk about the one of where um it was peasant tommy and the rest of the sbi is pixies and when i say pixie i mean tinkerbell (laughs) oh that's right but like the thing is they're still they're they're, they're still part of my language um badass warriors but they're all the size of a teacup (laughs) um and so and it was a one shot of tommy explaining no i can't play with you guys all throughout the night because humans need something called sleep Sleep. and they're like can we watch you as you do it the college student (laughs) in me is crying right now (laughs) humans need sleep yes it was it was really great anyways but yeah. yeah see here's here's the thing about fan fiction it can really, like, it can help or it can harm. And it really just depends on what fan fiction you find. Mm-hmm. There are so many, like, stereotypes about fan fiction. That kind of bring a sense of shame to anyone oh, who yeah. enjoys it. And that's a big thing of, like, this podcast is, like, mm-hmm. we don't want fangirls to be ashamed. Like, even though there's both... a part of me that's going to be embarrassed if I know my classmates are going to be listening to this. And we be like, both have experienced, what? we have both experienced the situation of, like, People asking, so what do you like to do for fun? And not wanting to say, I'm writing a story about characters that already exist. I'm drawing, you know, I'm drawing fan my art. Characters. Right, I'm drawing fan art. Who are you dressed up as? Uh... Undead terrorists from a Minecraft roleplay video game. Sure, let's go with that. Yeah. Love you, Wilbersit. <laughs> <laughs> Platonically. <laughs> I don't think you need to express that because in the fandom, it's all platonic. It's like, a lot of platonic. There's so like, much platonic. Okay, and I think that's why like, we love it so much. As of like this video, I think at least I think as of this, this video, this podcast of this podcast. Sorry, um, like if you go on Ao3 and you look up the like top like a hundred oh, yeah. like uh, like ships of that of like 2022 ships, quote unquote ships, quote unquote. Um, like it was like this one person that we really love. Coley does things. Coley like, does She did things. a video mm-hmm. like you know, showing, like, this entire list, a lot of it was Minecraft, and, and almost she all was of it really was... surprised of how, like, there's a lot of platonic ships here, and most of it is Minecraft. 
Do you know what was at the top of that list? It was, was Crime Boys. Boys. Almost immediately followed by SBI. By SBI. All and Plutonic. Do you know what was the fastest growing Plutonic ship of that year? Uh, oh gosh, I know this. Emerald Duo. That's right. And do you know what the second fastest rising was? Was Disc it? Duo! <laughs> As you can tell... We have some feelings. We have types. We, yeah. Yeah. But Wait, what is my type? I don't know. I'm like, uh, we're Darth we're, Vader. <laughs> no, that's a joke, that's a joke. For context, for context, her boyfriend played Darth Vader in a play. Yes. Um, and she played Padme. Yes, so. it's very adorable. This is, this it's very is adorable. I saw the recording of the play. Cute. It was very cute. Um, he danced in a, in a, what was it, barbershop quartet? No, 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 that's, that's in the new script. Um, he did a tap dance in the original. <laughs> he did a tap dance during the Emperor solo. <laughs> if anybody is interested, go look up Star Miz, a music, a Star Wars musical parody on YouTube. You will find it. It is fantastic. I'm so sorry. <laughs> The the Rancor was a giant inflatable dinosaur costume. Oh, Rancor yeah. uses chop. It's, it's super, super effective. effective. <laughs> I apologize. See, this is where my, like, not wanting to show the cringy part of me comes out. Because I look at that recording and I go, oh my gosh, there's so much that went wrong. Because for context, I wrote the script for this. This was, like... And you were, like, back in high school. Yes, this was my high school project. This was technically the first fan fiction I ever wrote. Though I didn't realize it at the time. Because basically what I did was I took the script of Star Wars, I figured out where various, like, musical theater songs would fit into it, and I basically created a new script for a stage adaptation of Star Wars around that. And so I know exactly how I wanted it to look in my head. And while some of it did turn out exactly how I wanted it to look in my head, some of it did not. And I think every creator can understand that. So... This is sort of me stepping out of my comfort zone of telling a bunch of random strangers on the internet, whoever's listening to this, hey, if you're interested, go see my semi-cringy, but also I'm very proud of it, Star Wars musical parody in three acts. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Anyway, so we re- we've been recording as of, like, the unedited version of this is mm-hmm. for about 50 minutes, so let's, let's take a look at some of the other th- points that we wanted to make before we wrap up. I mean, we've already sort of touched on a lot of this. Like, yeah. the stereotypes in fanfiction. Just fiction. very much out of order. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have an outline. It's just, we kind of jump around. We kind of jump Again, around. Again, we're fangirls. This just happens. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, like, uh, one thing that we haven't really discussed is, like, the idea of being able to separate fiction from reality. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, it's a not-as-common stereotype, with regards to, like, literature or, like, shows, movies sort of fanfiction, it's much more common in terms of, like, real person fanfiction, girls almost always, who are... YN. Uh, the YN trope, the One Direction, BTS, fanfics, that sort of thing, often get critiqued for basically being unable to tell reality from fiction. Exactly. Which... Which can trigger some unhealthy can, behavior. Yeah. Like, the, the escapism itself is not bad. Like, both of us have mm-hmm. done it. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's all it's all about, like, finding a healthy balance, which is part of, which is a, a big part of, like, mm-hmm. what we're, we are hoping to do with this podcast. Yeah. We are hoping that this place is kind of, like, a safe spot for fangirls who want to be able to understand, like, 
why they do what they do in mm-hmm. like a fandom community and to know a bit that better as well as talk a little bit about the history of fan fiction mm-hmm. and the various like types of things that are related to fan fiction such as fan art mm-hmm. cosplay fan yeah. songs oh boy we love our fan songs i've been listening to fan songs ever since high school i used to listen to bending and the fishing fan songs and there's some really good bangers out there um and now i listen to dream smp fan songs and then she got me into it yep and then i got her into it i think what it really comes down to is that there is the immediate stereotype when you think fan fiction is like a 15 year old girl who is obsessed with a celebrity and wants this celebrity to marry her despite the fact that he's 25 years older than her. And does not know she And is. does not know who she is. And that's where people get this idea of, like, you're unable to separate fiction from reality. But here's the thing. Literature and fiction in and of itself is supposed to immerse you in a different reality. Exactly. Like, this is not a new phenomenon. There is something in Again, theater known as the willing suspension divine of Divine comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's Dante theater. wanted to be he wanted he to was be girling over Virgil. Yeah, he wanted to be bros with a bunch of his poet, like man crushes. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, I'm gonna bring in theater here for a second because I, I mean, already established in this episode, I'm a musical theater nerd. I really love it, and there's something in theater known as the willing suspension of disbelief, where like. In Wicked the Musical, you know that Elphaba's just standing on a platform during the climax of Defying Gravity. She's not actually flying on the broomstick. But you suspend your disbelief because it's a show. Because it's not supposed to be completely realistic. It's supposed to tell a story. Exactly. And that's the thing about literature is it's supposed to do the same thing. It's supposed to immerse you in a new world. Nobody reads Lord of the Rings expecting that Middle-earth actually exists. And no one ever looks at people who read Lord of the Rings or, you know, C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia and says, oh, you're reading fiction? So then clearly you must believe that all those things exist. No, that's not the case. And it is honestly kind of a terrible double standard for fan fiction to be blackened with that brush. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I the thing that I wanted to bring up is um, uh, fan fiction can also be a very good form of catharsis. Oh, definitely. Uh, catharsis, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a way is basically um, something where you're able to express like certain emotions that you can't really display in a public setting, such as joy, sadness, anger, stuff like that. It's and you're able to yeah. express them in a safe location, in like a safe for and me, healthy way. Like uh, like I have anger problems. <laughs> And so I am able to use catharsis by listening to music. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, like... For me, so, hurt comfort yeah. is very important because of that catharsis mm-hmm. aspect. Because you see the characters being hurt in a similar way that you feel you have been hurt. Yeah. And then you see them being comforted. Like, that is appealing to a lot of people for good and reason. in a culture of where you know, young women, like, oh, often, yeah. especially, like, teenagers, like, when you're a teenager, you're, you're a very emotional person. Yeah. And there is nothing wrong with that. Emotions is part of us make, being human. Like, I always say there's four parts of being human. Um, you know, there's the mind, there's the soul, there's the body, and then there's the emotions. Mm-hmm. And emotions are, themselves are not inherently good or bad, any of them. Like, it's even what you do with those emotions. It's what you do with the emotions. Mm-hmm. Feeling the emotions is a really good thing. It is a very and good thing. And fan fiction, and I mean, like, all literature, but we're specifically talking here about fan fiction, because it is very much aimed at an audience who is not looking for something, like, super highbrow and, you know, high literature. 
fan fiction can be a really good way for you to sort of experience those seemingly unpleasant emotions in a safe place and sort of come to terms with them, sort of process through them in a safe way. Because there is a lot of fangirls out there, and, like, you can call this first world problems or whatever, that, you know, like, young, who are young teenagers who are probably going through a lot of crap in their lives. Like, Mm -hmm. I know I have, and um, I remember uh, in one of Philza's recent streams, like, he was talking about the various fans that he would meet, and he said, like, yeah, they told me, like, a lot of weird, crazy stuff that it was my streams that helped him get through those dark Mm -hmm. times. So, um... Like, I remember, like, the peak time when I was reading and writing fanfiction was when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And I won't go into my, uh, pretend I'm saying this in Dr. Doofenshmirtz's voice, emotionally t- scarring tragic backstory. I was a small girl back in Grindelstein. I had to work as a no. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, during that time period, I, again, I read and wrote a lot of fanfiction. Mm-hmm, and it yeah. was a form of catharsis for me. Oh, yeah. Um, because, you know, when you're a teenage girl with a lot of emotions and are probably going through a lot of stuff in your life, but totally. society kind of tells you, like, you can't be an emotional person because that scene is immature, so you got to bottle it all up, which is incredibly unhealthy. Um, but, like, fan fiction was a safe place for me to express those emotions. Absolutely, And it was yeah. also the thing of, like, I remember um, being in high school and I would, uh, you know, like, the, the five minutes that we'd have between classes, mm-hmm. which was ridiculous, by the way, um, I would, uh, like, check my phone to see if anybody had commented on, like, the most recent fan fictions, and mm-hmm. it would always make my day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Whenever people would comment saying, like, this is I mean, so it's good. A, it's literally a dopamine rush. Very like, much it's so. Been, it's, and been it's, been it's what proven. helped me get it's, through the day. Yeah. Like, if you get comments on a story, if you get likes on a picture, like, it is scientifically proven to give you a dopamine boost. Yeah. Which is because not inherently your a bad work, thing. Your work is being validated. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, when I was, like, really reading and writing fanfiction, it was um, during the summer of 2020. And Gee, I wonder what was going on then. Hmm. <laughs> well, see, I have some family who are, like, medically at risk. And yeah. so we had to take it a little more seriously than a lot of people. And so I wasn't really going anywhere, wasn't doing anything, and had lots of emotions about it because... There was a lot going on. Yeah. And so I started writing this story. I thought it was going to be like, oh, this is a cute idea. Is this always meant to be? Uh, uh, no, 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 that's my story. That's your Sorry. story. Sorry. No. I'm accidentally promoting my story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, an accident. Definitely. No, no, no. I genuinely like Miss No, no, I know, I know. <laughs> but yes, that that is the one that I'm talking about. Um, I thought it was going to be like, oh, it's a cute, you know, Cinderella AU. Um... 20 pages later, and I hadn't mentioned the ball yet, (laughs) and I was like, I think I might be doing something more with this, and that was very much something that got me through a really dark time. Very much so, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And uh, when it comes to the catharsis, it's not just of like, oh, like reading like a a hurt comfort Mm -hmm. because like you're going through a tough time, and you seeing characters being treated kind of the way you Mm -hmm. you need to be treated. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, which it's, is why SBI characters... is so popular, because you see this family dynamic. Right. Um, and it's not just of, like, the fan fictions, but also, like, the fandom themselves. Like, yeah, sometimes absolutely. Sometimes you, you can project yourself onto, like, a character, or, like, a certain character arc, or arc, or a scene, or something mm-hmm, like that. Absolutely. Like, there are some things, and we can describe in more detail in, like, later episodes that, like, kind of talk about, like, teen angst, or, mm-hmm. like, the, um, like, why fan fiction is so important for mental health. Um, when done correctly, of course. Of course, yes. Um... 
But, like, there's, like, certain scenes that you already know about mm-hmm. within, like, the Dream SMP, like, role play, where I just connected with for some reason, mm-hmm. and I couldn't yeah, figure absolutely. out why. And then it finally hit me, of like, oh, it's because I've been through that. Mm-hmm. I've been through the same thing that character has been through that. That explains why like my that character is my favorite, while everyone else is so confused. of like, why do you like that character? He's so annoying. And I'm like, I don't know. I just I just have this I just have this feeling that I must protect him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think yeah, like absolutely. any like this like this character, like any female person in the mm-hmm. audience just is immediately like mother bear defensive. Oh yeah. 100%. Oh very much so. <laughs> well, you you brought up specifically the the community aspect mm-hmm. of it. And I mean that's that's literally how we met. Yeah, yeah. We we met, and of all things, we could have fangirled <laughs> the night we met. We fangirled over the Book of Tobit. For any of you who have not read the Book of Tobit... Even if you're not religious, please go read it. It's just a good story. It's a good book. It literally, the entire, like, the main plot of the entire thing is basically great archangel comes by and takes local kid on a road trip takes local kid on a road trip and by the end of which he gets married he gets married like the the kid not the angel (laughs) not the angel yeah and they don't get married to each other no (laughs) no like not that kind of story it was like a kid who was going off to collect a family debt and like the angel showed up and he's all like hey yeah yeah yeah, the guy who's collect your debt who's like the dad whose debt you're collecting yeah god ships you and that guy's daughter and I'm here to make it canon. No, no, no. It wasn't, it wasn't her father. It was somebody in that same town. But they were staying with his family. Okay. They were staying with that family when they were there. But also, there's, there's like, a demon on side character, you know, to just add some drama to the mm-hmm. story. But the archangel is like, don't it's worry. It's fine. I'll, I'll take, take care. care of it. You I, kids have fun. Yeah, you kids have fun. Um, and, and, like, after reading the Book of Tobit, I realized that how, like, in pop culture, like, you'll have, like, the mm-hmm. three archangels horribly being misrepresented i'm not bitter um not at all no and then and then there's the devil always being presented as like a hot guy and i'm like i want to die and not the way you think i just want to die i just want to perish from this earth i can't stand this (laughs) but um you need to be careful there because um there are i'm sure people out there who see the depictions of lucifer as the hot guy and immediately go i want to (laughs) die No, no, no. I, not like I, that. I That's die. not what we're saying. Like, I want to go ahead and die, go to heaven, and get my canonization process started. Please. Thank you. <laughs> we'll, we'll take sainthood, please. We'll take sainthood, please. Because, yeah, hey, like, found family. <laughs> get to hang out with all the other saints. I'll take found family. Ultimate over found British family. Hockey. The Catholic Church. <laughs> the Catholic Church edition. <laughs> but, oh, what was it? Oh, it's always Raphael mm-hmm. in the Archangel Trio. If anyone is the goofy one, it's him. Except in the Supernatural show. In that case, it was Gabriel for some reason. Gabriel's not the... He's not the goofy one. He's the, like, very practical one in my mind. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what I envision. And then there's Mike, Michael, who's, who's like, like, the, the very stoic, He's very stoic, serious guy. one. And yeah. then there's Raphael just causing havoc in the background. Which, which honestly... To be fair, that was kind of their characterizations within the Bible. I was gonna say... Raphael, I think, is the best represented in pop culture because they do always make him the goofball. They always make him the goofball. And honestly, like, his suggestion to uh, Tobias, the the character in the Book of Tobit, his suggestion for getting rid of the demon was, you know that fish that you caught earlier and I told you, hey, save these certain parts of the fish? Okay, I want you to go and light them on fire in your room. And then when the demon comes in, 
It's and fine. Like, I'll take care of it. Toba being like, when the demon comes, like, don't worry about it. I'll take yeah, care of it. Yeah, Tobias. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, in, like so you have like Tobias like you know getting to know like the family of his future wife, and off in the background you just see Raphael and the demon just wrecking havoc, <laughs> just running across the Sahara Desert. <laughs> yeah, and then like after we wrap this up, well, I think. Yeah, there's definitely the community aspect of it. And then there's also the aspect of, and now we're getting back into, like, sort of the fiction versus reality thing. There's the aspect of comfort characters, which mm-hmm. is a Which is common, another, we will, we will do another, We'll do another, another like, full podcast. episode on that. But it's a, a, it's a common thing that has been seen throughout history, but it only just now is being given a name, really. Mm-hmm. And, um... We for, all know who Dante's comfort character was. <laughs> Oh, Dante. I'm sorry, we're going to be making so we're gonna much be fun, making of fun of Dante. I'm like, so, sorry, man. If, if you guys are fans of the Divine Comedy, like, unironically just believe that it is a brilliant work of literature, I am not disagreeing with you. It is a brilliant work of literature. It's just also fan fiction. And those exist, let me tell you. I've read a few. They're fantastic. They are beautifully written, beautifully crafted, have made me cry, have made me laugh, have made me want to throw my computer in anger. But ultimately, they are, in fact, fanfiction. Yeah. And I, I kid you not, there is there is Saint fanfiction. Oh, I, I believe it. it. Not on AO3. Don't look on, it up on AO3, don't, kids. I, I, I don't, I'm pretty sure it does exist. And I'm don't too, look I'm for it, please. Look. Look, please. I, I don't, don't need to have, like, various saints shipped together. I mean... The only it's saints, canon. The only saints that you're allowed to ship together are Louis and Zelly Martin. And I was about to say, unless it's canon. Yeah. Um, that, they, they're the only ship that I know of that's canon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, there is this one book uh, called The Mystic Informant mm-hmm. of where it is a fan fiction. Yeah. Um, that was like, it's like geared towards 12-year-olds and it was like written and sold in like a Catholic bookstore that I found. And I was like, whoa, this is like a fever dream crazy. I love it. And it's, and it's Padre Pio showing up in like a cavern mm-hmm. under. It was like it was Narnia style, just like under their sandbox. Wasn't under it? their sandbox, uh, like these kids, um, like found like a secret passage under their sandbox. They go down. There's like this cavern, and there's there's Padre Pio. He's like, and, he, and it's almost like a video game. Like, do you, do you wish to accept this quest? It's dangerous to go alone. Take, Take this, <laughs> and like, but the and like, I think the the best part of that entire book was that. The youngest character in, like, this group of, like, siblings mm-hmm. was three years old, and he was convinced that this guy was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, and, that's actually adorable. Yeah, and so, like, and there was, like, this other part of where Obi- <laughs> <laughs> Or Padre Pio. Who is not Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> He's not a- He might as well be. Um, honestly, he'd be more of a Qui-Gon Jinn. You know, I can see that. Yeah. We'll do we'll do an entire episode. We'll compare saints to fan, like various fictional characters. Also, Let's we just that. need to do an episode that is Star Wars based because between so. the two of us, we have so much material. Very much so. Um, but uh, in, there was like this one scene of where um, Padre Pio was saying of like we no, we must now go fight the forces of darkness and we'll like I'm equipping you with all these great spiritual weapons gifted from heaven. And one of the kids asked. Can I have a lightsaber? <laughs> and Obi Wan's like, oh, you just did it again. <laughs> this is the crossover I want to see now. I want to see this crossover. Yes, please. <laughs> the story ends with Padre Pio converting Darth Vader, <laughs> being the father figure. The, pa- the, the, the Darth Vader Anakin. already needed, always yes. needed. 
Um, and no, really what it comes down to is it's Obi-Wan and Padre Pio competing to see who can be the better father figure for Anakin. Yes, very much so. I can see it now. Somebody write it. Um, <laughs> We're now commissioning you art department. This is your next job. <laughs> But, um, Wait, no, you're the art department. Never mind. I'm the art department. Oh, no. I'm already stacked up as it is. I'm with sorry. Various ideas. Um, I'm sorry. You're off the clock then. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. I'm excited for where this podcast is going to go. I hope that it reaches, like, a broader audience. Mm. Because I think both of us have experienced this situation of feeling like you were alone in liking a thing oh, yeah. and wanting companionship in that. So yeah, we hope that this will be something good for all of those other people out there. And especially for, like, a Catholic audience, because so often fandom and Catholicism are seen as antithetical to each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, um, and and even if you're not religious, like, this is just a place for us to just hang out and vibe. Mm -hmm. And you might, you might learn a thing or two. I imagine that the non-religious people of the, of, uh, this podcast community, they're now gonna learn these, they're now gonna know these random, like, Catholic facts Mm -hmm. of, like, yes, I know about Padre Pio. And that's about it. <laughs> I know that he exists. I know that he exists. I know, I don't, like, if we ever do something where, like, we compare saints to fictional characters, it's going to be, like, mm-hmm. I know that Filza is like St. Michael. St. Michael is like Filza. And I that guess... is our prequel, or our preview for that episode yeah. that we definitely don't have planned yet. We don't that's have fine. Yet. It's well, fine. I'll make, a, I'll make a list. It's fine. This is fine. We're all fine here. How are you? <laughs> All right, so let's wrap this up real quick. So thank you all for coming out to- tonight. Um, thank we you hope guys that you so all much. really enjoyed this. I hope it's not going to be too scuffed. Um, I talk like Philza. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you all in the next episode, uh, whichever one of the outlines that we decide to do. Um, you can probably guess which one it is, considering that we've been t- we discussed a couple of them mm-hmm. tonight. We have a couple of options. We will keep you guys updated. All right. And we'll talk to you in our next episode. And may the force be with you. And with your spirits. Woo!